everybody, it's Play to Innovate, the innovation show that goes beyond the hype. Now here's your host, my dad, Brett Schwab. Welcome to another episode of Play to Innovate, the podcast. Today is the final episode of the season. I will be retooling the podcast, I will be doing interviews, and back later with more episodes. In the meantime, today, I want to talk to you about Under the Influence. So the story goes that a professor came to class, walked down to the front, took out a sheet of blank paper, and drew a small red dot in the center. He then showed it to his class and asked them what they saw. A bunch of students gave answers such as the tip of a red pen or maybe the tip of a red rosebud. He listened to their answers, and then he looked at the page, kind of flipped it over, as if he was really contemplating what they had said. He then showed the page to the class again, and he said, look, here's what I see. I see a mostly blank sheet of paper, blank on one side, with a red dot on the other. And on this, I could write the Magna Carta, I could write the Declaration of Independence, His point really is that we stare so long at the little red dots in our lives or on our sheets of paper that we forget to look at the opportunity around it. I'd also like to take that a step further and say when you are looking at it as a creative person or wanting to solve things creatively, you could draw any number of things around this dot or include the dot in your drawings, such as flowcharts or processes, or you could write out any number of processes or things that you're working on. You could even include that dot as part of art, or even just a doodle on the page. So the point here is that we look so long at these dots that we also forget to include them as an opportunity, or even see them as an opportunity. Now, you might be asking what this has to do with under the influence of any kind. Well, a friend asked me where I draw my inspiration to find creative solutions. I started to tell him the same things I tell everyone, which is I read about new technology. I see what's going on in the research world. I even talk to friends about the things that they're working on. So generally, I stay curious. And then he stopped me and he asked if the books I'm interested in actually influence my work. And that's really an interesting question, and nobody's ever asked me that before, so I told him I'd have to think about it. All signs sort of pointed to yes, but I wasn't really quite sure. And even after a few days of soul-searching and reviewing the books I've read, I still wasn't sure. But I thought I'd take you, my listeners, down this path and examine the facts. And I think it's important to say that I'm actually coming at this from the point of view of an industrial designer. So a designer, somebody whose whole career is based on finding creative solutions kind of on the spot. And the bulk of my work is in software design, but I've also designed machines such as dental x-ray machines and things like furniture and a few other odds and ends. So when he said creativity, for me, it's from the point of view of creative and innovative solutions. So not not really fine art, but those kinds of creative solutions. And in your work, it might actually mean creative problem solving, such as uh, PR or maybe even doing process creation, management styles, things like that. But that's the point of view that I'm coming from. 
And before I get started, I believe his exact question was, have the books I'm interested in influenced my creativity? In other words, taking his question a step further, do the books we read influence the creative ideas we have, and if so, how? Or do we simply seek out books that reinforce the creative ideas we already have, or we already kind of generate on our own? From what I know, I would say maybe both are true, but I don't want to jump to conclusions. After all, if you've read The Phantom Tollbooth, and that is another book that has actually influenced me a lot, you will know that when you jump to conclusions, it's a hard swim back to shore. Now, if you haven't read the book, The Phantom Tollbooth, it's an excellent book that teaches kids life lessons in the, in the guise of kind of a fun story. In this case, the main character, Milo, and his friends found themselves floating to an island after jumping to conclusions. The water was supposedly shark-infested, but it turned out when they investigated for themselves, when they actually got over their fear and dived into the water on their own. There was nothing in the water, but they had to swim back to the mainland anyway. It's actually a really great book. I highly recommend it for your kids. I highly recommend it for you too, if you haven't read it already. It's a quick read and a fun story. That said, the story I told you about the red dot on the page actually did come from another book called Finding Joy. Now, this book was not really about creativity, and that's really one of those books that got me thinking maybe I'm just looking for lessons about creativity, because the book was really more about finding joy, and I was finding all sorts of lessons about creativity and innovative thought in this book. That said, my first thought on all of this was that books are a creative thing in the first place. Their purpose is to get you thinking about new ideas, learn something new, or just simply explore new realities. On that note, <laughs> I started to look at the subjects of the books I read. And honestly, they're really all over the map. So it's business, sci-fi, self-help, mystery, science, real science, not science fiction. But then I realized that many of the books I've read were introduced to me by someone else in the first place. So now I'm back to saying that maybe the books influenced me. I don't know. I'm confusing myself here now. All right. So back on track. I, I have found some ideas I can use in my creative work in many of the books I've read. Like I just mentioned a book about finding joy and I'm reading it, seeing all sorts of ideas about creativity. Science books, for example, though, have expanded my understanding of the world and what is possible and available. When I was very little, my parents gave me a book full of experiments I could try. So they were kind of Mr. Wizard level things, but it was more of a recipe book for science. It, it still sparked my curiosity, but it really didn't show me how to explore on my own, just to, you know, kind of see what would happen if I did certain things that other people experimented and found out. So that was definitely an influence. But from there, I graduated to an actual chemistry set because this book had influenced me. It had actually sparked my interest in science. And so my parents got me a chemistry set. But then I moved on to seeing what goodies my dad had in his millions of little drawers of parts in the basement. Now, my dad was an electrical engineer until he retired, and he actually still has these drawers of electronics parts in the basement. 
Now, other science books have helped me to see that there is more to the world than what was in my neighborhood. I love learning about other cultures, not only how they see the world, but how they think about things. And then seeing how other people build houses, travel, or their art was a big influence on me creatively as I saw different ways of thinking. And then, of course, sci-fi books expanded my imagination and actually started me imagining even more possibilities. Now, a lot of those possibilities seemed far off into the future, but uh, we're actually here now. And as I started hearing about how sci-fi influences real-world advancements, I even started taking those stories more seriously as a source of inspiration. And in case you're curious, just a handful of the things that sci-fi has influenced are satellites, cell phones, smart watches, uh, self-driving cars, and now even our high caution of artificial intelligence and autonomous robots. And I really could go on and on. Admittedly, though, it, it really is hard to say how much of those things were influenced by the authors versus the authors being influenced by research. But I do know that things like satellites were things that the authors actually influenced. And smartwatches that came from the, the likes of Dick Tracy with his um, smartwatch communicator, his video watch. Okay, so back to my books. Even looking at mystery books, I have learned and been influenced by the way mysteries get solved in these books. And it's the often backwards thinking, or even sideways thinking, as I like to call it, has influenced the way I find solutions to challenges. In a well-written story, for example, when, as the reader, you are aware of all the facts and are able to come to a conclusion on your own, it's the way that the detective or mystery solver often comes to the problem from a different angle that has influenced the way I explore solutions. It's those stories where, you know, all of a sudden they spring some kind of piece of information on you that you didn't have that really have never really helped me. It's only those, like I said, that you get all the facts, you know exactly what's going on, and yet there's that twist that helps the, the mystery solver find the solution. And I look at those from the perspective of the author thought about that. The author was able to hide that information from you, even though you thought that you had all the information and were able to solve the mystery. And maybe some people are, but I always come to the end of a story and go, wait, what happened here? And, you know, there's a cool twist to it. Now, I suppose even business, leadership, and self-help books have influenced my creativity. Like I said, I was reading that book, Finding Joy, and found creative problem-solving ideas in it. But as someone who looks for lessons in everything, I have pulled one or two lessons from all kinds of books. A lot of these concepts are more on how people behave and think than on imaginative things such as new technology or new worlds. But as my work deals with producing working, creative solutions, the psychology that I read in these books comes in handy. So in that way, even business, self-help, and leadership-style books have influenced my creativity. Again, I often look for those lessons, too. While I have you here, if you are ready to go to that next step and learn more, check out my book, Play to Innovate. You will find it on Amazon.com. Just search for Play to Innovate, and you will find the book. 
If you would like to set up a workshop for your group or your company, let me know at brett at fivepebblesllc.com. That's B-R-E-T at fivepebblesllc.com. Those two to three hour dynamic workshops are hands-on training that will take you step-by-step through one of your projects. We will better define that project as end results and benefits. You'll also look at the things that might be holding you or your company back so that you can better change them. We will then go through a dynamic, fun, play-to-innovate session to find solutions for your project. And then the follow-up will be time for Q&A and to better define those solutions we found in the play-to-innovate game session. Everybody will leave feeling fully equipped to use the techniques and mindset, not only to complete the project that we started in the workshop, but also on their future work. So again, if you are ready to set up a workshop, contact me at B-R-E-T at 5PebblesLLC.com. That's the number 5, PebblesLLC.com. But when it comes to just pure art, such as sculpture or painting, those ideas for me just kind of pop in my head. Now, with some thought, I could actually trace a few of those ideas back to real-world sources. Um, A lot of nature influences me, so not necessarily human-made things, but quite a few pieces of my artwork have some kind of human-made origin that has influenced me. And I do admit to being heavily influenced by other people's artwork or crafts and things like that that then kind of launch another idea that becomes a painting or a sculpture on my part. But I can't say that any of the books have shaped my art thinking. I have used them as a reference or a source of other people's art to steal ideas, but they don't really shape my thinking in general. As I, And I guess it's a fine line. You know, there's the... I'm influenced by a, a work of art or I'm influenced by a craft and then that turns into something on my part. But it's not like my thinking about art has been influenced by these books in more of a general way. It's more of a very specific way. So in the end, I guess books I've read have shaped my creative thought. And at the same time, I'm interested in a great many subjects and it's easier to be influenced when you're curious and explore a lot of things. At the same time, I do follow the old saying, have an open mind, but not so open your mind falls out. So I'm influenced, but I also make sure I watch what I believe or the advice that I follow, even from books. I once read a book about how creativity works, and it was called Imagine How Creativity Works. It was written by someone who supposedly did a lot of research gathered a pile of quotes from creative people, and was an authority on the subject. And I ate that book up. For one thing, it confirmed that I was okay in the way I thought was normal. I was just a normal, creative person. But then the bombshell hit that he made up quotes by Bob Dylan and then the magician Teller of Penn & Teller fame. And I don't want to say that I was devastated. I think that's too strong a word. But I was highly discouraged. I felt like I no longer knew what to believe about the creative mind and how it worked. And so maybe I wasn't okay after all. But giving it some thought, I realized that I pooled the way I think from many sources. I also have evidence that the mindset and mental tools I use actually work. Over some time, I realized that I'm okay. I actually have talked to quite a few creative people in my life and 
all of us tend to think the same way. We're all fine. I mean, creative people tend to have their quirks, yes, but I don't know if it's any more so than other people. I have no evidence either way. I haven't studied it. I just know that we're fine the way we are. But over the years, I've learned that there are quite a few things that influence us. Other people definitely influence us from moment to moment. As much as we don't want to admit it, most everything people do is derivative. All of those people who say that they're self-made built off the work of other people. So whether it was infrastructure around them, employees that they, you know, they hired to help them, or you know, other people doing things beforehand that they could build off of. Now, all of that makes sense as we are social creatures and our strengths come from working cooperatively. At the same time, we are so influenced by other people that we don't even notice it half the time. Next time you're in a conversation, listen to the words people use. Every once in a while, someone uses a word that catches someone else's ear. That next person uses the word, and like a yawn, they pass this word around in conversation. This easy influence is why, in many brainstorming sessions, the team will quickly get stuck on an idea and just kind of evolve it rather than evolve many ideas. It's also why, when I teach people the play to innovate method, I make sure that they don't share workable ideas until the end. And I also have developed a way to keep people from latching onto one idea and then building off that only and then ending the whole process before they find other good solutions. One of the biggest influences in our lives is familiarity. The more we see a concept or a thing, the more we accept it as being okay. The subtle introduction of ideas through a meme here, a news story there, maybe a couple of friends talk about it, soon it's normal and correct. We don't question it until something dramatic happens, or someone with authority speaks out against it. Such as the book I just talked about, Imagine, where people just kind of accepted that he was the authority on the whole concept of creativity and that he must have gotten those quotes directly from the sources and he couldn't possibly have made them up. It wasn't until somebody realized that Bob Dylan, one of the more studied people in music history, had never said those things that they started questioning his book. Which leads to another influence in our lives, which is authority. And we all know it is celebrity endorsements or an article in a trustworthy publication. The same holds true, obviously, for books. I guess this is all to say that the books I've read have influenced my creativity. They've influenced my creative thought processes, my mindset, the way I see the world, all of that. At the same time, there was a point where I started to seek out specific kinds of books, so I actually influenced the lessons I was finding. And like I said, many books were also introduced to me by friends and family, so they were influencing me with the lessons I was finding through those books as well. So it sounds to me like the answer overall is yes. (laughs) Yes, the books we read influence our creative ideas and our worldview. At the same time, we have certain interests and research needs that drive us to pick the books we read. Like many, if not most human beings, it's a give and a take. Although I would say it starts with the books and ends with us picking the books. Most importantly, books, like anything else, will only influence our creativity if we let them. 
in the same way, we we all tend to find ideas, concepts that feel good to us. They feel right to us. I would love to hear what kind of books have uh, influenced you over the years. If you want to leave a comment, that'd be amazing. I'm going to leave a short list of some of the books that have influenced me in the description to this, this episode. Again, this is the final episode of the season, and I really want to thank everybody who has supported me spread the word about play to innovate the podcast and actually listened um, and given me advice this whole endeavor started because i thought it was an interesting idea and i was laughing about it with my wife who then said you know you have a lot of good things to say why don't you do it yourself for real and so here's 16 episodes later i've done a podcast now, I will be retooling it. I'm going to start doing more interviews and talking to people who are actually doing creative things and talk about how they find creative solutions in whatever work they're doing. My goal really has always been to show you, the listener, that you can be creative no matter what work you're doing. And I think it's best to do that through interviews. So you'll start hearing more about that in the coming months. And in the meantime, I'm actually going to slow down a little bit on the media I'm producing and the content I'm producing, but I will still be on LinkedIn, so you can find me there. And I am still doing seminars, so if you would like to set one up with your group, contact me. The best way is uh, to contact me through LinkedIn. But if you want to email me, you can email me at bret at fivepebblesllc.com, or you can call 847 847- two five zero six seven four three and most likely you'll have to leave a message but i will return your call as soon as possible and thank you again for listening i will talk to you in the coming months when i'm back with more episodes of play to innovate talk to you later bye